This is On Scene from Scene in the West Metro magazine. I'm Nicole Brodzik. And I'm Adam Kwan. This is going to be a podcast about what's going on in the Twin Cities West Metro and why you should come visit. We'll tell you about some cool local stories, places you should come grab a bite or have a drink, and just generally take you with us as we explore these communities. So welcome to the first episode. Today, we're taking you to Jay Carver Distillery in Maconia for a taste of their newest spirit. But before we get to that, Nicole is going to take you to the quilting grounds in Norwood, Young America for a steamy cup of coffee and a lesson on quilting. Specifically, a quilt is two pieces of fabric with a batting layered in between and then stitched to hold the three layers together. That's Stacy Horton. She opened the quilting grounds almost a year ago now in downtown Norwood, Young America. The building has a certain charm. On the left side of the store is a cutting table, workspaces for quilters to come work on projects, and over 3,000 bolts of fabric for sale. Now on the other side is a coffee shop. There are tables with chairs, a big menu on the wall, and the counter to order drinks from. Angie Block is the barista back there, and she can make you just about anything you ask for. So if I want a non-fat, no-whip, double-shot latte with half a shot of vanilla, one shot of hazelnut, and a quarter shot of caramel, I can get that? Come on, Adam. Tell me you're not that guy. Okay, fine. Maybe I'm not that guy, but I know they exist out there. Well, I can't make you any guarantees, but I'm pretty sure you can get that, and it would be the only place you could get it in all of Norwood, Young America. Well, there had been coffee shops here in town before, and then there weren't, and so I decided to put that in with the quilt shop. I thought it would be a good a good thing to do just for for me and then for the town in general to have a a coffee shop here in town. The coffee shop slash quilting studio was a passion project and it was supposed to be like a second home for Horton and her husband. The idea for the quilt shop was that he could hang out here while I was working so never made it that far. Rod Horton died a year and a half ago but his death pushed Stacy to accomplish their dream. I was quality manager at Plato Woodwork for 19 years. I actually liked that job. It was a really good place to work. But when Rod died, I thought, you know, life's short. I really want to do something that I want to do. And so I just jumped in with both feet. No experience, no prior knowledge, just sort of let's wing it, (laughs) which I tend to do. But so far it's been good. And I met a few people here who would have to agree. Horton calls them her Monday coffee crowd, and they are there every Monday right around 3 in the afternoon. Well, we normally make a lot of noise. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> we laugh, but you know, we have some good yeah. stories. We really laugh loud. So, question. Are these women quilting while drinking coffee? Follow-up question. Uh, doesn't that get messy? No, and yes, probably. They're not quilters. They're just here for coffee. Horton said that's actually not all that uncommon. This town is really supportive. I, I guess I was a little bit surprised. People come in and they're they like, oh, I don't drink coffee. Do you have something besides coffee I can drink? Yes, we do. <laughs> um, I don't quilt. Um, is it, do you have something else I can buy just so I can support the store? So th- the people are really cool that way here. I, I think it's fabulous. <laughs> but not everyone who enjoys using quilts enjoys making them. Even though finished quilts are not for sale at the quilting grounds, Horton has a referral system that connects future quilt owners with local quilt makers. I have a list of long-arm quilters, so if people want somebody to quilt their quilt for them, I can refer them to these quilters. Same 
I get people coming in and asking if we make t-shirt quilts. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we can refer you to somebody who does. To get a name off that list or to take any of the classes at the Quilting Grounds, Horton asks that people head down to her shop anytime between 9.30 and 5.30 Monday through Friday or between 9.30 and 4 on Saturdays. You can also find information and schedules on their website at thequiltinggrounds.com. So, Adam, I think we found the perfect place for you to uh, improve your sewing skills. Well, that kind of sounds like a good idea, but I think I might like visiting our second stop a little bit more. But first, let's hear a little bit more about Scene in the West Metro magazine. On Scene is brought to you by Scene in the West Metro magazine, where you can read more about the stories you're listening to right now. You love where you live, and we've got the reasons why. Scene in the West Metro is a magazine focused on what makes life in the Twin Cities West Metro so great. Look for tips on what to eat, what to drink, and where to go in each new edition. Seen in the West Metro is delivered in your local Sun Patriot newspaper and is available to everyone online at westmetroscene.com. We began our journey in the cocktail room inside of Jay Carver Distillery in Maconia, which used to be an auto service center. And we were lucky enough to have one of the distillery's founders take us on our tour. This is Gina Holman. And so we do the badum bump and say it's just a different kind of lube job. So we think people are happier at J. Carver Distillery than they actually were getting their oil changed. We were there to learn about the new straight bourbon that's coming out in March, and Gina gave us a history lesson on its name. All of our names really have an endearing aspect of the history of Minnesota. If you think of our Brickyard bourbon, what was the foundation of Carver County but the yellow Carver County brick? It just rolls off the tongue, and actually it feels really awesome on the tongue. But before we got a chance to taste the bourbon, Gina gave us a look behind the scenes. Now we will take you into the area which was the show floor for cars. So this is where things start getting pretty impressive. You walk into this room where they used to sell cars, and instead you see these giant, shiny, thousand-liter kettles where they make gin and whiskey and vodka and bourbon. In the corner is our pot still for all of our whiskeys, and we're really excited to show you the back barrel room. Um, we're really excited to say that we have 800 barrels that we've put away. So I'm actually going to turn this over to Bill, and he is going to take you into the back area to show you all of the locally bagged grains, and then we'll whisk around to the mash tun, and then we'll take you in the back barrel room. Bill Miller is another one of Jay Carver's founders. This is where we had spare parts and parts for the back service base for the car dealership. Now it's where we do all of our raw material product, where the process starts. And there's a big difference between this distillery and many other distilleries, which is everything we do is local and it's grain to glass. The grains Bill is talking about don't have to travel all that far. We have such an incredible relationship with a lot of our farmers in the area. So all of our grains are coming from about 15, 20 miles from the distillery. So how do we go from bags of grain to glasses of bourbon? So we start the process to make whiskey. First thing we do is load up some of those grains, come in here, and we have to grind it up to make flour so that we can get at the starch and convert it to sugar. So those grains get turned into flour, and then that flour gets poured into this giant vat in another room, and the process continues from there. So this is basically a high-tech mixing bowl that can heat up and cool down, make the mash, and then produce alcohol for us by adding yeast. Next up, fermentation. Fermentation is where the yeast is eating the sugar, making alcohol. You have to have the right sugars, you have to have the right yeast, but pretty much that's all you're doing. Just because it's now considered alcohol doesn't mean it's ready to sip on just yet. It still has to spend quite a bit of time at our next stop. Whoa. 
that. Don't you like the wall? That's a lot of barrels. So that might have been hard to hear, but that was my reaction to seeing this room just overflowing with barrels of liquor. And it smelled amazing in there. This is our barrel house. And right now, as you can see, it is full to the brim. Every single barrel in here is full. There's about 800 of them right now. And a bunch of those barrels are full of the new bourbon. But what exactly is bourbon? The definition of bourbon is that it has to have at least 51% corn in the grain bill. And it's got to be stored in a brand new American white oak charred barrel for at least two years to be called a straight bourbon. And after those two years, they pop open the bunghole. I'm sorry, excuse me? All right, I'm sorry. I should have clarified. The proper name for the hole in the side of a liquor barrel is the bung hole because the stopper is called the bung. And on that note... How about a cocktail? Gina took us back to the cocktail room where she made us a few drinks. First up, an old-fashioned. But this was no regular old-fashioned. What exactly went into this one, Gina? This is a gorgeous Demerara uh, sugar with beautiful cherries, rosemary, some local honey... We'll do a squeeze of a gorgeous orange, and then we can garnish with a cherry. So, let's have you taste this, if it's 4 o'clock somewhere. So, my favorite part was definitely the cherries. My favorite part was definitely the alcohol. But in all seriousness, this new bourbon is really good, and Gina makes one hell of a drink. It was a really good drink, but it was a teeny bit strong for me. This next one is called a Gold Rush, and it was a little more my speed. This is for you, too. We'll do two ounces of the bourbon. And then we will take three-fourths of an ounce of the ginger agave simple syrup. And then we are going to take three-fourths of an ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice. And the key here is to do what's called a dry shake with the egg whites. Hear that little plop plop going in? Time out. Did she say egg whites? Yes, yes she did. But that's what makes this one healthy, right? That and the workout you get from shaking it all up. And the key is to shake it to get it all frothy. And you really have to count for about 20 seconds. In case you didn't catch it, what Gina just did is called a dry shake. Basically what that means is she shook up all the ingredients without any ice. That technique is pretty common for drinks that use egg whites. Now if you want to break down those proteins, you've really got to shake that drink up. But if you use ice the whole time, you also end up with a very watery cocktail. And nobody likes a watered-down cocktail. Nobody likes a warm drink either, though. So ice is involved in the final step. All right, so we've got that beautiful shake going on. And now you're going to see us adding the ice in and then doing that same beautiful shake. She gives it a shake for about another 30 seconds, and then she strains the liquid into a glass, and it's time for us to taste. And you just see that gorgeous foam that goes on top, and it just gives such a silkiness to the cocktail. And then, again, the garnish is with a beautiful peel of a lemon, and this is your delightful gold rush. It was sweet and lemony and bourbony and just delicious. Now, I won't lie, that egg white thing made me a little bit nervous, but if I didn't know any better, I would never have been able to guess there were eggs in that drink. Yeah, I totally agree. I was definitely nervous about the egg thing, but this was definitely a drink I'd order again. 
Now, if you want to try either of these drinks or any cocktail made with Jay Carver Spirits, but you don't want to have to make it yourself, the cocktail room is open every Friday from 4.30 to 9 p.m. or on Saturdays from noon to 6 p.m. If you want to take a tour like we did, you can go to their website, jcarverdistillery.com, and click on the tours link at the top of the page. You can find these stories and more in your March edition of Scene in the West Metro magazine or at westmetroscene.com. If you have ideas for the magazine or for this podcast, send us an email at westmetroscene at ecm-inc.com. That's westmetroscene, all one word, at ecm-inc.com. We'll be back soon to take you on more adventures out in the West Metro. Now, to make sure you don't miss anything, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and like Scene in the West Metro on Facebook. On Scene is brought to you by Scene in the West Metro magazine. Music for On Scene is provided by Kevin McLeod. This show was edited by Nicole Brodzik, and reporting was done by Nicole Brodzik and Adam Quant.